you gonna wake up in the morning? I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now is the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. Good morning, USA. Whoa. What? Whoa. Uh, good morning. No, 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 no. Good morning, Angela Yee. What's up, DJ Envy? It's what's today? Wednesday? Yes. Guess what day it is? Guess <laughs> what day it is? Hump day? That's right. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Good morning. Good morning. How you feeling, Yeezy? Man, I'm not going to lie. I was a little out of it yesterday. What happened? I was just exhausted. Just exhausted. But I did go to the New York Public Library. Did you know? What? This was so dope. They have a teen center, right? And in that teen center, they have now have a recording studio. Oh, that's dope. Yes. And so you have to take classes to get certified. It, obviously, it's only for teens, not for adults. And they have everything in there. They got Pro Tools. They have Logic. They have mics. They have a whole, um, they have a room with drums, everything. So they teach you how to actually produce, engineer, uh, make music. You could do a podcast from out of there. It's really amazing. Then they have video editing, and they have classes that can actually teach you how to do all of this. That's super dope. I was like, man, if we would have had things like this growing up, I thought it was so exciting because when you think of the library, you don't know all the resources mm -hmm. that they have available. But I did take some video, and everything is brand new. Mm. So I was like, look, dope. people need to know about this more. Absolutely. So that they can go in there and use it. But yeah, it was it was really fly. No, that's dope. You can go to the library. You can get your books. You can do podcasts. You can learn about recording. That's that's really dope. And let me shout out to uh, everybody out there that has a newborn baby that is, uh, it's tough to tough to sleep. All right. So yesterday, Gia had to go out last night with her friends. Uh, so I had, you know, I'm, I'm on daddy duty, baby duty. And the baby is, is rolling over. So I'm scared to go to sleep because I'm scared the baby's gonna roll over and then, and then suffocate herself. So I just I didn't have no good sleep. So last night, all night, all I'm doing is just staring at her just to make sure she didn't roll over. She ain't roll over one time. She didn't move. She was sleep. She had the best sleep of her life, but not daddy. So I had a long night last night. And also, yeah, let me ask you. Mm. So since I was a kid, I don't know. Maybe many of you are the same. When you had spare change, you always put it in a, a bowl or a big uh, bucket or. We always had those big, uh, what's the big water jugs? We always had like a big water jug and you put all the coins in there. And I have a, a, a one that's full of coins. But where do I, where do I? You can take it to the bank and they'll put it in the change counter. And then... The bank doesn't have it anymore. I went to like three oh, they banks. they don't? No, they told me I had to roll them up myself. Well, get to work. There's no way. You got 12 kids at home. They can help out. There's no way to put all the change anymore. Like You, you have all those kids at home. They can sit there and help you roll them up. Goodness, great! Because usually you go to the bank, you dump it into the bank, and then you get your money and make a deposit. But that there's they no, have to have that somewhere. I check, my TD Bank doesn't have it anymore. Bank of America doesn't have it anymore. I actually have a huge City Bank doesn't have it anymore. I have a huge piggy bank in my house. It's humongous. So goodness gracious, I, there's no way for me to do it. All right. Well, it looks like you just have a bunch of change for no reason. No, I got to figure it out. Or, or like you said, I'm gonna get my kids. To Put start. it in your Bitcoin account. My Bitcoin Did you look account. at how much your Bitcoin has um, improved? 
in uh, one day? No, I have not. Take a look. I do. I have to check that out. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, Joe Biden had his State of the Union address last night, and we'll give you some of those highlights. All right. Charlemagne will be joining us in a second. He's not late, ladies and gentlemen. He's just having some difficulties connecting. So we'll get him connected in a second. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Baby, baby. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yo. Hey, there he goes. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? Well, Biden's State of the Union address happened last night. And, of course, he started off talking about the war in Ukraine. That was a major focus of his first State of the Union address. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that he talked about was the money that we are giving to support Ukraine. We're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom. Military assistance, economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. We're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine and will continue to aid the Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. Nobody trying to put food on their plate here in America or, you know, that can't even fill up their gas tank because of high gas prices wants to hear that, by the way. No, not at all. You're going to give a billion to a, another nation where, where, where people here are starving? Yep. Gas prices are shooting up. People can't yep. afford to, 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 have, to pay rent, to pay car notes, to pay school loans, but you just say, oh, we're giving a billion dollars. That just sounds wild. But you got to beg, beg for Build Back Better, which is something that will actually help the American people. Well, he said <laughs> the U.S. plans to release 30 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve as part of a global effort to protect consumers and businesses from rising fuel prices as uh, the U.S. and allies are targeting Russia's economy. Here's what he said also about cutting off supplies from Russia. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system. Preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access, Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia. He has no idea what's coming. I mean, I really looked at uh, electric cars yesterday because they're saying gas prices are going to get to $6 a gallon, possibly could be if this continues on. And at $6 a gallon, just think about it, everything will have to go up in prices. Transportation, you take the bus, is going to go up in, in prices. You take a plane, it's going to go up in prices. Everything, well, the well, ferry is going to go up in prices. Is already, inflation is already the highest it's been in 40 years. And it's going to keep going, but people aren't making more money. So how $6 a gallon? Now, he also talk, talked about lowering costs and not your wages. He says that means make more cars and semiconductors in America to make things in the United States. And also, he talked about the Build Back Better agenda. And so now he's calling it Building a Better America instead. And it's a lot of the same policy proposals like cutting the cost of pres prescription drugs, energy bills, child care, addressing affordable housing and providing universal pre-K. And also long-term inflation and also committing that no one making under $400,000 a year would pay any additional taxes. So it's kind of the same thing. He just changed the name of it. Now, he also talked about funding the police instead of defunding the police. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned choke calls and restricted no-knocks warrants for its officers. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. 
Now, Congresswoman Cori Bush tweeted out, with all due respect, Mr. President, you didn't mention saving black lives once in this speech. All our country has done is given more funding to police. The result, 2021, set a record for fatal police shootings. Defund the police, invest in our communities. Yeah, it's a damn shame that Democrats suck so bad at messaging that they got to resort to saying fund the police because they can't properly explain what defunding the police is. What they, it they, let, they let, they let mm-hmm. conservatives co-opt the phrase defund the police and make it something that it's not, and they don't even know how to properly explain it. So they have to resort to saying fund the police. And remember in 2020 when like every Democrat running for office was talking about police reform? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That's a thing of the past, huh? What happened to the George Floyd Policing Act? Now, Joe Biden also um, talked about voting being under assault, your right to vote. And he's asking Senate to pass a package of voting right bills. And he urged them to pass the Freedom to Vote Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, and the Disclose Act so Americans can know who is funding our elections. Mm. All right, we'll have more for you in the next hour. And that is your front page news. You think they have an applause light there? No, because they was off cue. Because it was almost like they were playing uh, musical chairs. Right before they sat down, they have to stand right back up. <laughs> stand right back. But it wasn't, it's like they just, he say something, one person stopped, and they all get up and start. They might as well just do the cha-cha slide. Everybody. Clap your ass. Clap. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, something's bothering you, call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, it drives me crazy when people say nonsense like, we got billions of dollars to give to Ukraine, but we don't have money to give people here. This is small-minded, stupid thinking, bro. Please think about this. Imagine you live in the hood, right? And you're a multi-millionaire. So nobody else has power. It's freezing outside. You got a generator. You got a walk-in freezer with a whole bunch of food. What you think the goons going to do? They're coming to get your food, bro. That's small-minded thinker. We help weaker countries so they don't come here to get what we got because we got extra. So I don't understand your logic because oh you just said that the people in the hood who can't afford food is going to come get what we got, too. So why wouldn't you just no, take care of home first? No, that's not what I said, bro. That's not what I said. I said, imagine you're the only one in the hood. And nobody else has power, but you have a generator. Nobody else has food, but you have a walk-in freezer full of food. What you think the goons going to do? They're, they're going to come get you. And you just said, they're going to come get you. But then you just said that's exactly. what weaker countries would do to us, too, if we don't provide for them. So your logic makes no that's sense. exactly what I said. Well, why does that make sense to you? Think about it, what happens in the Middle East. They come out after us because we're the rich Americans and they live completely poor and in squalor. Bro, what happens That's in the middle of New Jersey when you don't take care of your people? <laughs> what are you talking about? What happens in Brooklyn? What happens in Jersey? What happens what, in Chicago? Yes, what, what happens, happens in these rural areas in the South where people areas. can't eat? What are you talking about? Why don't you guys understand what I'm saying? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> the reason the U.S., the big multi-billionaire U.S. helps weaker countries is because if we don't, Eventually, those starving people are going to come to where the money what is. What do you think that's people are doing here in America that are starving? Well, Bro, you, yes. you know that I, I do. I do know that if we don't help Ukraine, 
they Russia will defeat them and a lot of people will die. And I do feel like a lot a lot of countries are coming together. What do y'all think is gonna happen if we don't help America? A lot of people are coming together to help. We don't ignore people who need our help. No. What do you think is gonna happen if we don't help America? We have to do. Why can't we do both? We don't. We don't. We don't help people here. That's the whole thing. We find money to help all these other nations. We find money to send ammunition and guns. We find money for everything else. But what they're saying is, you find money for everybody else. But when it comes to home, we don't have no money. Yo, Joe Biden last night gave a bunch of hope to America and he basically got a beg for Build Back Better and he told America what he plans to do for them but then what do you think a person who hears that but then hears but we're giving all of this money to another country that no no voting for it don't got to convince nobody no nothing how you think that makes somebody here feel that's not doing well. We have to think globally, though. And I also, so you think we should just not send money to Ukraine and only spend it here? Angela Yee, a person that is poor right now in an inner city cannot think globally because he doesn't even know how to, he or she don't know how they're going to eat tonight. I mean, I think as a, a human being and a humanitarian, when you see people getting killed, innocent people, you want to do what you can. The country should help. Hello, who's this? Alexis. Alexis, good morning. Get it off your chest. So, good morning. I just had some comments on being in the military and just Biden's speech. So, first off, civilian friends, as we call them, we don't like when y'all keep asking us, are we going to war? Like, what's about to happen? Even if we was, we can't tell y'all ass. So, like, I'm just listening out. And second of all, um, Biden's speech. So, I feel like people are going to complain either way. They're going to complain if we don't help Ukraine. If we do help Ukraine, y'all going to complain. Like, it's just going to never end at this point. But I feel like us helping them would actually be a good thing in the future and for NATO. But that's all I have to say. Well, thank thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank thank you for your service. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, y'all. What's up, Envy? What up, Trav? Hi, Trav. Hey, boo. Listen, I'm just calling to tell this to give an early morning reminder that whoever did a PPP loan, y'all going to jail. Y'all going <laughs> to jail. Hey, did you, see, make- you, see the, you see they starting a new task force just yes. for uh people who got PPPs. Yeah, and, a lot of you did a PPP loan illegally. Illegally. Yeah, a lot of corporations and a lot of people got money illegally and it didn't go to the people who really needed it for their businesses. So I want to make sure the people who out there scared right now, they should be. Because you're going to jail, bitch. You're going to jail. Hey, we tried Hi to y'all. tell them. Damn it, man. We tried to warn them two years ago. I get, saw that scam. Get it off your away. chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this this is portia hey portia good morning good morning good morning portia um, good morning charlamagne um so i wanted to call i'm not feeling well so excuse my voice um no i wanted to call to talk about the defund the police thing i think charlamagne that you're right when you say that um the messaging that democrats have put behind defund the police is bad but the answer is not explaining what it means the word defund literally means to prevent from receiving funds so people logical realistic black people like myself who aren't out here committing crimes and not robbing people and whatnot (laughs) we hear that and we don't want the police to not receive funds because we actually are going to be the ones calling the police if someone tries to rob us and things like that or if something illegal is happening in our communities. So we don't want to get rid of the police. That's kind of what that sounds like. So whoever created that that slogan did a poor job 
at wording it, and words matter. I so agree. instead of boy getting behind defund the police, we need a whole new a whole new slogan I, and a whole new I, plan. Here's the thing: I wouldn't even get into slogans. I would just I would just say what it is that we need. We need to take well, you know some resources from over here and put the resources over there. I would just explain yeah, it. But I wouldn't even get, give a phrase. Yeah, but if you, for people and for marketing, I'm in marketing and whatnot. For marketing purposes, you need some type of slogan behind it. So maybe like reform the police or. Um, retrain the police. I don't know. Something like that. But, but it needs to be something that specifically describes what you're trying to do. Because if you're out here and you're a law-abiding citizen and you're black, you're going to look at that and be like, wait, I'm not getting behind that. You know what I mean? But I wonder why, why it has to be an either-or. And, and the reason I say that is, is you know, people say defund the police so you can put money into different programs, right? But if you community. have, but if you have billions of dollars to send overseas, that means you have money for these programs. If you have all this money for all these PPP loans that you pull out your ass, that means we have these money to to, to help this commu- to help different communities and help different programs. So I, I don't understand why it has to be an either or. When we need the money, we find the money. That's that's it. You know what I mean? But I, that's that's what I've always been confused about. We find the money for every little thing. There's a problem. Okay, we help the we bail the airlines out. There's a problem. We help this. There's a problem. We help that. But when it Except comes to it, when home, it comes to what's going on in our own backyard, when it comes to people's everyday needs, we don't ever have it. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Hope. Well, hey, Hope. Good morning. Get it off your chest. So I want to know. My soon-to-be ex-husband is Jamaican. I have a two-year-old son that's mixed with him. I want to know what aspect in life where everyone keeps saying um, we need to fix this with the whole um, by rate, like the racial thing. I want to know where I need to come off in my life right now because I got him and his mama calling my son a biracial baby, a white cracker. I'm sleeping with my son and he'd be better off without white blood in him. Now, I'm totally I live confused. here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Hey. Charlamagne, that's all you heard? You didn't hear nothing else, huh? I love Myrtle Beach. I mean, what what aspect of my life now that I got a mixed child, do I have to go and have him growing up with a grandmother and a father that are Jamaican telling my son since before he was born that he's a biracial white cracker? Now, what in my aspect, what should I do with my son? I mean... Truthfully, if you don't like the messaging that you know his grandparents is putting him, putting in his head, you got to tell him that. Why can't you set your boundaries and let them know to stop talking to your son like that? I have, and it still goes on. Well, then guess what? You might it's have been to remove like your grand. Two they, years, might, my they might not be able to see their grandson. Yeah, I would be like, well, until you learn how to speak properly to my child, you can't see him. Word. Yep. Well, thank you for calling, Mama, and good luck. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and is 50 Cent really leaving stars? We'll tell you what he had to say about the network. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to rumors. Let's talk 50. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. All right, well, 50 Cent is upset with Stars, and he said he's leaving the network. He said, this is me packing my stuff. Stars sucks. My deal is up over here. I'm out. (laughs) They renewed Hightown, and Force is the highest-rated show they have. It's sitting in limbo. If I told you how much dumb-ish I deal with over here, 
And then he did some more posts, and he called for the head of development for G-Unit Film and Television to get ready and start packing their bags. All I see when I see posts like that is boundaries. I love the way 50 Cent uh, talks to stars because he is a moneymaker over there. He is he a is. ratings bringer. So when they don't do things the way he wants them to do it, yes, he sets his boundaries. Now, he did sign a four-year overall deal with Stars in 2018. They said it was worth as much as $150 million. So now it's the final year of his contract. And we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, on Stars P-Valley, they have announced that season two is coming. And I saw when uh, 50 wrote that, people were like, oh, wait, hold on, P-Valley's coming back, because people love that show also. So mm -hmm. no date was specified in the teaser that they put up from the cast, but it is coming back. Salute to 50. I think people really underestimate uh, how much content 50 Cent provides for stars, man. Drop on the clue bombs for 50 Cent. Now he provides a lot of content I mean, for it's, stars. It's, it's he brought stars back, because nobody was really... Nobody. Nobody was watching stars. Nobody was talking unreal. about stars. Yeah, you're right. All right, now Cardi B and Offset. They went to one of our favorite restaurants, Brooklyn Chop House, and according to page six, they left a $1,400 tip for their $3,000 meal. So that's, that's really nice. dope. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Brooklyn Chop House. If you ever come to Manhattan, Brooklyn Chop House is in Manhattan. I know people think, no, it's in Brooklyn because it's called, no, it's in Manhattan. It's right by the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, so great restaurant. Brooklyn Chop House. Shout out to Don Poole. And they're opening one in Times Square, so if you ever make that trip here, you know. Yeah, it's dope. almost done in Times Square, too. All right, now Dave Chappelle has invested in a podcast company, Luminary, and it's Pilot Boy Productions. They're investing in that subscription podcast platform. And so uh, shout out to him. He said, I chose Luminary when he first put his, his podcast, The Midnight Miracle. Uh, he said, I chose Luminary because they value artists and share my vision for reimagining audio content. The Midnight Miracle in our unique format is changing the podcast experience. So terms of his investment were not disclosed, but his production company will have a seat on Luminary's board of directors as part of the deal. I think it's going to be hard for people to ever, um, you know, want to pay for podcasts on a monthly basis when there's so many great podcasts available for free. Like it would take a, a, a whole lot of podcasts, you know, getting behind paywalls for people to start doing that. Yeah, I know his podcast is on there and it does really well. And I, from my understanding, he has some really big ones um, coming on the way, and he has some great relationships. So yeah, but he's also Dave Chappelle. See. Exactly, but there's <laughs> some. He has some great relationships with people who are just as huge. So I'm sure he can make it happen. All right, and Willie Taylor has said that making the band set artists up for failure. You know, people were posting all of these controversial moments from making the band. And saying it was like a boot camp, it was a, a terrible experience for people. And so Willie Tiller um, from Day 26 posted, learning experience. You got to understand that people will do to you whatever you allow them. So don't let your passion drive you to the wrong destination. And he said, Day 26, Danny DeCane are talented groups, but the situation in which we met was designed to fail. And Interesting. Yeah, so he talked about the platform. He talked about the contracts. And so just don't be too excited about something that you go for anything is basically what he's trying to say. But, I mean, majority of people will, though, right? I mean, that's been the music industry for years. Like, the music industry's always been predatory. It hasn't changed. It's not like they started giving out better deals. No, nah, they haven't. But people got to understand, too, that it's also an investment. You know what I mean? If, if Diddy put all that money into Day 26 and Day 26 flopped, nobody's going to say, here, Diddy, here's your money back. So you yep. they do these contracts to make their money back. And hopefully when, when you make your money back, you can renegotiate. But if you don't make the money back or you're not a super-duper group, you know, what am I going to do? Said, as I said, folks will, st folks will still sign up for record deals tomorrow knowing that. Right. Because they want to be a star. 
Right, but let's but let's get it let's not get it twisted. Nobody would know who Day Twenty Six is or Danny Decane if they didn't sign it. If it wasn't on television, if he didn't invest that money into them, nobody would know who they were. He put those groups together. He put them together. But I feel like nowadays people do have a lot more options. They do. As, yeah. And and so there's a lot of different ways you can go to get out there. Back then it wasn't like we had streaming services. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of things that didn't exist that exist now. So. But well, people still signing them deals. Basically. Though. Yeah. And basically. look, if you if you live someplace where the music industry is not prevalent and you don't have a team of people that can help you get known, what else can you? What, you know, you might feel like this is the way for me to to get my name out there. Basically, if you don't want to get got, you don't have to get got. But most people want to get got to have a good shot. And that is your okay. rumor report. Rapping linen. <laughs> All right. Front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes. Let's talk about coronavirus, the pandemic. That's still around? Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was feeling under the weather yesterday. I was just exhausted. I was like, man, I took an at-home test. Um, it was negative. I'm going to take another one today just to make absolutely sure. Cause Great. I don't, then you read the sign when you walk in the door. It says, if you feel sick, don't come in. By the way, I must say that sign has been here since Corona, though. <laughs> that has been iHeart has been saying iHeart iHeart had that sign up way before there was a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nobody yeah. listens to it. Well, front page news next. All right. If you got it, I got it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. So if you want quality insurance for less, take a closer look at the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Well, it looks like all my baseball fans out there, opening day, uh, looks like it's going to be pushed back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They couldn't uh, agree on terms, so Major League Baseball will be pushed back a little bit. So hopefully they'll get back to meetings and we'll have baseball by summer, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think their collective bargaining agreement expired, and so uh, they canceled the first two series for each of the 30 teams. So That's crazy. All right, what else we got? All right, now, Biden's State of the Union speech was yesterday, and one thing that he addressed, besides what we discussed earlier, um, was COVID and not having to wear a mask anymore. Issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask-free. And based on projections, based on projections, more of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. Now, in a couple of weeks or a few weeks, if cases start shooting up again, don't come to us and act like y'all ain't never said that now. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what they like to do. Right. Well, at some point, right, when is this, you know, going to end? I know they're saying we're going to have to live with this forever. But at some point, we have to be back to normal in, in some way. And I think cases are down like 90%. (sighs) <sighs> All right. Now, this story made me mad. A, a black woman said she was forced to give up her seat to two white women on a Delta flight. Delta? Yes. Camille Henderson was on her way back to the Bay Area from Atlanta. And there were two white women sitting next to her, and they were complaining that they didn't have enough room. They were sitting next to her in the same row. What? Which mean what? Move them all, move them all ladies exactly. back to, to, the, to the back of the plane. Don't move me. Now, uh, she, they asked her, the flight attendant said, are you flying by yourself? And she said she is. And the person said, there's a seat back there in aisle 34. It's an aisle seat. And she was in row 15. 
So she did comply. She said out of fear of retaliation. She said, I don't want to make it a race thing, but instead of asking the two white women that were seated next to me to move in an attempt to accommodate them, they basically made me have to move. I just don't know why I had to move because that was the seat that I paid for. That was my assigned seat. And she said it was humiliating walking back to the back of the plane and having the entire flight look at you and asking what's going on. Now, wait a minute. Now, if there was only one seat back there, they couldn't have moved the two women back there. And they asked, say, hey, would you mind moving back there? And you say no. I'm then she could have said no, but she didn't say no. She said yes, right? Yeah, but everybody everybody complains about room on the plane. So what was so special about their situation? So I, don't, I guess they were complaining, she said, for like an hour on the flight about not having enough room. Too bad, it's a flight. Yeah, she could have said no. I don't want to move. Yeah, but I'm not moving. Uh, maybe she, you know, she said she felt intimidated and mm. she felt like there would be some type of retaliation. And so she said when she landed, uh, she went to the customer service rep and the rep said, how are you humiliated for them to ask you to go to another seat? And so Delta did release a statement. They said, we're looking into the situation to better understand what happened. Delta has no tolerance for discrimination in any form. And these allegations are encountered to our deeply held values of respecting and honoring the diversity of our customers. And so Delta's usually pretty good with that. Like if they make a mistake, or if there's a problem or if there's a situation, or if they ask you to move, they usually will move you to Delta Comfort or move you and say, hey, we'll give you food or drink. So like Delta's usually good with that. That's that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about flying, they have the first ever international uh, TSA pre-check location outside of the United States, and that is in Nassau, Bahamas. It's a nine-year-old fast pass program. TSA pre-check provides low-risk travelers with an expedited screening process. They have this at more than 200 airports across the United States. It was never good for you to use it. It wasn't uh, eligible for anything international, but now Nassau, Bahamas has the first ever international TSA pre-check approved. Passengers now don't have to remove their shoes, belts, travel size liquids, electronics, or light jackets. They have a dedicated security line that's a lot shorter usually than a regular line. I'm starting to see the pre-check line just as long as the regular line now. And the clear line that's is because just, they have, just, they be, as, long, just as long now. That's because they be having the pre-check line closed. Mm. <laughs> and, they, and they make everybody go through the same line. But when you get up there, they'll still honor your pre-check and not make you take your shoes off and everything. Mm-hmm. And it usually will move faster because you don't have to take your shoes off and you don't have to take your laptop out and all of those things. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have Lamar Wilson. He is the founder of the Black Bitcoin Billionaire Platform, and he's the host of Bitcoin Tonight. All right, so we're going to talk to him when we come back, and we're just going to ask all types of questions about Bitcoin because I don't really know. You so have some now. I do have some, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we're going to talk to him. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We have Lamar Wilson. He's the founder of Black Bitcoin Billionaire Platform. Good morning. Good morning, man. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Man, we got so many questions. I'm so glad you're here today because <laughs> a lot of things have been happening and a lot of people are nervous about cryptocurrency. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So let's talk about you and your background. What made you decide really to even get started investing in crypto? Yeah, so I'm a software developer by trade. I have a finance degree. And so for me, when I found Bitcoin, I actually finally read the white paper. Some uh, investor told me, uh, VC told me about it before, and I didn't want paying attention, and then it, the price went up on it, and I started checking it out. And this was like 2012, 13. Like, when I looked at it, I was like, man, I'm a de- software developer. If I went to the bank and said, hey, I want to write an API to be able to get my money out of the bank, they ain't going to let me do that. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at Bitcoin, it was like, I can create a wallet, which I did. 
I can move my money wherever I want to. Nobody can stop me 24 seven. And then that made me understand the freedom that it provided and that this is a, it's an actual escape from the financial system that especially in this country has always oppressed us. So that's really what got me into Bitcoin. When you first got started, what, what did you buy it? So I think I wound up paying, it was a hundred something maybe. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of stuff on the news. Like you see Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. His salary in Bitcoin. And Russell, yeah, Russell Coon. And, and then you see the Bitcoin dropped and then people are like, oh, see, the whole thing was a scam. Now explain <sighs> that. So look, it's easy to look at Bitcoin's price because of the volatility. But I know NVE into real estate. If somebody was standing out in front of the real estate he bought with a sign and somebody got shot three doors down, the price would drop, but you wouldn't see it because the it's not the real estate market is not as liquid, mm -hmm. right? So you don't get to see what's going on with real estate like you do with Bitcoin. And so people watch it and they don't realize like you got to zoom out and understand it over the long frame. If you understand that there's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoin, you realize that this is a global, a globally liquid asset that everybody can own. And you realize that only about probably 2% of the world maybe owns Bitcoin. Then what happens as, you know, just like in the dope game, what happens when this, when there's so much, uh, so little supply, but a whole lot of demand, what happens to the price, right. right? That's what we talk about. So I think Odell Beckham and all of those people, they have forward vision. They understand, like, I could take my salary in this. And as long as I know I have a low time preference, which means I'm willing to wait and be patient, that I can continue to accumulate this thing that there will only be 21 million of. My problem with, not my problem, it's just why I haven't really sold into Bitcoin like I, I did other investments is there's so many coins out there. There's so many forms of cryptocurrency, right? Right. How do people get the value of those currencies, right? At one time, I know uh, Jim Jones was talking about he had a cryptocurrency and then Acom had a cryptocurrency. Acoin. Acoin. And then there was some <laughs> other celebrities. But how do you get the value of that cryptocurrency? But those right? are so, not Bitcoin. That's not, uh, thank but they, you. But I, I said cryptocurrency. That's, so here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's perfect that you're saying that, mm -hmm. right? You, you're a real estate guy. A little bit. You might develop houses, right? A little bit. If a house could be developed on top of sand, mm -hmm. right, and the foundation is raggedy, mm -hmm. but if you look at the house, it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand real estate, you'll go buy that house and just think, oh, this is a beautiful house, right? And this is the value of it, and I think this is amazing. But when you realize that you have a solid foundation in the property and that that's going to hold the house up for time, that's what you start realizing that that's the difference in the value of it, right? So Bitcoin itself, there's properties in Bitcoin that a lot of people don't understand from the standpoint of it being decentralized, from the standpoint that it has the most security in the system. The fact that I was talking about that there's nobody that controls the monetary supply or policy of it. So therefore, that has a more solid foundation than a lot of these other currencies out here that are controlled by other people. They are centralized. Russia and Ukraine. You see what's happening. Mm -hmm. The people over in Russia and Ukraine are trying to figure out ways to get their wealth or to be able to store their wealth and put it into something that they can get out of that country and have their wealth. They're not going to be able to pick the land up that they own. Mm -hmm. Their businesses might get bombed, right? All the assets that are sitting in inventory might be gone, but this Bitcoin is globally liquid. So they could take their Bitcoin, billions of dollars worth of it, and go across the border and have it worth something somewhere else. I'm not else. against Bitcoin. I just yeah. like to ask a lot of questions. No, that's I, perfect. I the same, yeah. same thing when I do real estate. I like to ask a lot of questions. Now, also, I feel like Bitcoin is like Texas, right? Okay. Meaning it's the wild, wild west, right? Okay. Like real estate in Texas, you can build as damn near as high as you want. You can do things that you can't do in Jersey and New York. Right. But Bitcoin seems like it's no regulations and you do what you do. So what happens when the government decides to regulate it? Because right now, Man. you can do whatever you want. 
It's like it's like crack. There's no you. You don't know what's in there. You can't touch it. You can make money. You can pull it out. This is perfect, right? You said now, crack. This is perfect, Envy. Because right. think about this. This is what people have to understand about decentralized systems. Mm-hmm. Decentralized systems are what we call anti-fragile. Mm-hmm. They can't be torn down. Think about it. The war on drugs never worked. Mm-hmm. Why? Because every time you took one kingpin off, another kingpin will come up in his space. Same thing is happening right now in finan- in the financial markets. What's going on is, is Bitcoin is a centralized protocol that can't get shut down. The government can't shut it down. If you go look at China, if you go look at Nigeria, right? When they try to shut it down in Nigeria, the government said, no more. We can't do it anymore. The price of Bitcoin skyrocketed over and was 30% more than here because people just started going to the street and selling it in the street. Do you think this yeah. is going to replace real money at some point and even like credit cards? How do you see Bitcoin is. and cryptocurrency oh, evolving? It Hell is. Though. Here, here's the thing. It is already. I'm saying it already is. We in a bubble in mm-hmm. the United States. We got the global reserve currency. Mm-hmm. So we always feel like everything's good. We don't know what's in there, though. But do you, but do you understand like in Russia? I keep saying this because this is right now. This is like immediate. In Russia right now, these people are going to have to move to something different. Because the rubles are nothing, which means the inflation is crazy. As rubles keep dropping, everything mm-hmm. they buying is crazy. So they got to store their purchasing power in something. And so immediately they can move to another system and be able to, to continue to transact that is globally liquid and has nothing to do with their own economics in their in, in their individual country. It happened in Nigeria. That's what I was saying. In Nigeria, those people are transacting in it. In Argentina, where they've lost value in their currency four times in the last generation, those people are using it for currency. Here we just, you know, we try right. to figure out how to make some more dollars. I'm gonna tell you it ain't that powerful for us. For a lot like of people, that. when it comes to Bitcoin, and maybe you can help help people out, help myself out, right? So Bitcoin right now is going for how much? Uh, I think I don't know, thirty nine. I don't watch the price. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin is my price. Correct. Yeah. Right. So now <laughs> let's say I go to a store and I want to buy a couch. Uh huh. And that couch is three thousand dollars. Yeah. How do I use my one coin that's thirty two thousand to buy a couch? Do I get change? Is there half a bitcoin? Yeah. It's, it's, How is Bitcoin set up? It's called a satoshi, right? So in every bitcoin, there's one hundred million of them. Mm-hmm. Just like there's a hundred pennies in a the dollar, there's a hundred million satoshis in every bitcoin. And so you can continue to go down. That's why you can buy five dollars worth of bitcoin because you can keep going down to decimals. And because it's digital. You can go even in the future, you can go farther than that, right? Because it's just moving the decimal place. It's math. So it makes it very easy to continue to separate that out. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been happening, right? Most people have, uh, most people get Satoshis. And as a matter of fact, that's part of me being on here. Like, I want to provide uh, the people that are listening to this, I want to get like 10 people to be Sato- what we call Satoshi, Satoshi millionaires. Satoshi millionaires. I yeah. want to be one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying <laughs> to get people, because the idea for us, especially for our community, is to to try to encourage people to think long term, right? And to buy a million satoshis is very a- obtainable, right? Right now, a million satoshis is about three hundred ninety bucks. So three hundred and ninety dollars, you can get a million satoshis. But imagine in the future, as the satoshis become more and more, a lot of people believe in the future, uh, one sato- I mean, a hundred satoshis will equal a dollar, or one satoshi will equal a dollar, mm-hmm. right? If you get to that point now, in this family that put three ninety in, it could be twenty years from now. But now they have a million dollars. Most black families don't have any money, right? Well, the problem is most people don't know that. And that's why right. I asked. That's why I'm here. That's why he's here, <laughs> that's yeah. Why I'm here. That's the, you should have started with that. Well, you uh, have a deal with Cash App. Yeah. Right? So explain yeah. how Cash App, because there is Bitcoin on Cash App. I remember when they first added that. Yeah. And I was like, wait, how do you do this? So Cash App, listen, when we started Black Bitcoin Billionaires, we started doing these rooms and we realized like- On Clubhouse. That, on Clubhouse. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. It's about 100, we were 145,000 deep right now. Mm-hmm. We started doing these rooms and we realized that a lot of people 
it was way easier for us to onboard people in Cash App. So you can easily like pull out your phone, go straight to Cash App. There's a button that says Bitcoin. You click Bitcoin, you can start buying five dollars a week. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that simple. It's the easy. easiest mm-hmm. like and do whatever's no manageable other... for you. Exactly and see how it works. Exactly. Look, he's doing it right now. Go and get you some envy. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we have more with Lamar Wilson. He's the founder of the Black Bitcoin Billionaire Platform. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lamar Wilson. He's the founder of the Black Bitcoin Billionaire Platform. Yee? Now, what about NFTs? Because we actually have an <laughs> NFT that we're doing. Okay. So for people who want to buy these non-fungible tokens, yep. right, you have to use cryptocurrency. Now, what cryptocurrency can you use right now to buy NFTs? I mean, if they do it right, you, you should be able to do it with whatever yeah. currency. Okay. But Ethereum is, is definitely the one that everybody's going to, and that's like the biggest one. But I actually, that's what I was saying, that thing I was doing with the banks, I built NFTs on top of like the Ethereum platform stuff for JP Morgan, but we initially started on Bitcoin. So the NFT itself, I think um, there's a huge misconception out here. And I think that's a marketing thing, right? That people are not really telling because you're not owning the the actual thing. You're not owning that. You're not. Act, you're not owning the art. You. You're no, you're not even owning. Yeah, it ain't even that. It's like if you know what an NFT is, and I'm glad I'm on this show because mm-hmm. I'm not able to always tell people this. An NFT is literally this. It's a token ID and your identification connected. Mm-hmm. That's literally all it is. But people say that this token ID is the art. It's the music. It's mm-hmm. the. But all it is is basically a receipt that points to this thing. And most of these con- smart contracts are written where somebody could come in and change it later on. So then do you really own the thing that you think you own? So there's a lot of education that has to go around about it. That's why people get rug pulled because they're not knowing what's going on in the contract. I hear a lot of people say stuff like, Lamar, but the artist can get paid over and over and over again for the same thing. That's true. But what most of these contracts, if you actually go into these smart contracts and look at them, that's not happening at a contract level. It's happening at a platform level like an open sea. OpenSea is giving them that. So OpenSea is collecting the money, which is no different than the record company now. Have you purchased any? No. My, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My son has one. My son has an NFT. Look. Say, no, I've been saying this. I've been saying the same thing for months. Yeah. Like, no, to the point where people have come to me trying to get me to do an NFT. Yeah. Trying to get me to pay for it. I find it, and this is just me. This is yeah. DJM me speaking. I think it's a swindler. I think you, you swindle somebody, yeah. right? I just think it's one of those things where everybody's talking about it and making hot. Everybody wants a piece of what's hot. Yeah. And then it's going to get to the point that that, that NFT that you purchased ain't going to be worth but No. We, we so do that's know, different, yeah. right? That's different. Well, it's just like back like in the, the day. First like tweet, these, NFT, look. Right? Like these right the here. first tweet NFT, right? Yeah. That's sold for half a million dollars, right? Yeah. Your guy, How do you Jack make money off of that? Yeah, Jack. How do you make money off of that? <laughs> he, that's what I'm saying. It's not about making money off of it because some of this stuff is just collectible. That's the point. It's like, oh, I bought it. It's a point. It's a moment in time. It's like buying it, art. Yeah, you say it's like it's moment in time. It's connected to this address that I control. That's all you're doing, mm-hmm. right? But, but why do I need that address anymore? I can see it anytime I want to see it. Ex- I this, can Google it. But just think about it. It's the it's the At least like, a piece of art. And you own it. Like if you want to sell it, yeah. you can sell it to somebody. And say this is a piece of art. I feel you. That's one of one. <laughs> Created by Angela Yee. That right. could maybe you know, be worth nothing. It might be ten million dollars. What, what, what's your favorite sport, Envy? Basketball. Okay, so basketball. There's a hundred. I mean, a hundred basketballs on this table, and one signed by Jordan. Mm-hmm. Which one are you gonna get? If if you the one that's signed by Jordan. Exactly. But I have it. I can hold it. I can no, touch it. but I can sell it to you. no, but it's the same but thing. You're not gonna send me a picture of it. Because, hey, this is the picture of the basketball but, signed by Jordan. But have I'm you, not gonna buy that. No, but have you ever seen the... So the basketballs come with a certificate of authenticity. Correct. Right? So you can sh- show that Jordan signed it. Correct. Well, digitally, it's way better because that's math. 
I can digitally show that whoever owned this key actually signed it. The difference is, is that you just need to know what you're buying. What so when is I, that first tweet going to be worth in 10 years? When, when nobody's talking about Twitter no more. We can't no, predict that. But we can't predict that because somebody might come and buy it. Like we, no, here's the thing. Those monkeys, the, uh, ba the board apes. Board apes, yes. Yeah. The yacht club. Tell me why that's, that's popular. I don't you, you tell me. You know why it's popular. Why is this? Why is a shirt that is made exactly the same as a shirt at Walmart that has an alligator on it called famous 60? celebrity wore it and it made it hot. Now everybody. This is your industry but envy. Then what happens when it ain't hot no more? What happens? It goes to Marshalls or TJ Maxx. <laughs> I mean, that's, but now my my NFT that I spent. See, at least a shirt. Maybe three hundred, maybe a thousand, but I ain't paying five hundred. What about Jordans? Listen, them Jordans came out when I was growing up, correct? Like the original ones. Right. <laughs> now they're making retro versions of the same Jordans and selling them for a thousand dollars. No, they sell them for two twenty. But the resellers but are selling that's for what I, that's what I'm right? saying. So mm -hmm. why is but somebody? I, still, I think people are fools to pay a thousand dollars for a pair of Jordans. But that's just that. But that's what what I realized. I'm a freedom maximalist. If you want to buy a thousand dollar pair of Jordans, you walk in the club, somebody step you, on your Jordans, and you yeah, can sit. You yeah. can't play basketball with them because they're gonna rip. Right, but that's you. So this is what I believe about NFTs. Remember, I told you it's a token connected to an identity. Yes, sir. What does that really look like? That's access. That's a ticket. That's really all it is. That's why Board Apes is taking off because you're in a special club. It's no different than people paying forty thousand dollars to have a membership at a country club. So how can people join your club? The so you go to Clubhouse. BBBs. Yeah, the BBBs. We just say it just to shorten it, but it's Black Bitcoin Billionaire. You can come to Clubhouse, join. We do a class in the morning, and then we do a class in the afternoon uh, called the Crypto Virgin Hour. You can do the, You can just learn for free. Right. Like, this is what we've been doing. And I ain't no pressure. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, it ain't a recommendation that you buy Bitcoin from me. It's, I'm going to educate you, give you enough information, and by the time I finish, if you buy it, you buy it. If you don't, it don't matter. To, it's no skin off my back. I just know that where the where the world is going, that's where we should be going for me, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody else, it is. Do what you do, man. Right. You well, do. listen, you can sign up at blackbitcoinbillionaire.com slash radio. So you're going to give one million Satoshi dollars, right? No, not dollars, just one million Satoshis. Oh, okay, one million to Satoshis. 10, to 10 different people that sign up. Okay. If they come to that link, they just got to join blackbitcoinbillionaire.com and then they come back. You got to have a cash app because that's how I do my distribution. Shout out to Cash App, man. They, they have been an amazing supporter of our club since the jump. Um, they saw what we was doing and noticed that it's cold blooded, right? You guys so, approached them, right? Yeah, so, no, and let me. And they, and no, no, and they were like, let's do it. Here's what's crazy, Angela. We started a club. CEOs like Jack used to come in our crowd, in our mm -hmm. audience. And so we wound up getting a bunch of people that support us because they saw us giving. We gave over $5,000 away without any supporters. Mm -hmm. Like just the club itself. Like people just putting money up to give people who were brand new their first Bitcoin. That's impressive. Right? So we, and then what happened? We we noticed we was using Cash App, so I went to Cash App like and Zay knew yeah. Zay Zay knew uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Zay. Zay. Shout out to Bitcoin <laughs> Zay, my dude, uh, co-founder of Black mm -hmm. Bitcoin Billionaire. He went to Jack because he knew him, and then Jack me and me and Zay talked to Jack. Jack connected us with Cash App because they saw we was actually converting, right. and they was like, okay, this is cool. Plus, you could tell they for the people. But, but you know, we're yeah. all about education. So right. now it is $50 if you sign up with yeah. that um, passcode. Yeah, yeah. If you go to take the class, it's just 50 It's fifty bucks. And here's the thing, Envy, what's your cash app? I know you got cash app. What's your cash app, man? I ain't going to see it on air. Yeah, just it pass it over here. All right, hold on. Look, and you're going to see something crazy on there anyway, because most people are like, Lamar, I can't believe that you have it. But I, I'm going to send you what we send to other people. Cause you, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm paying it right now, man. I'm going to play with this Bitcoin thing for a little bit and see if I like it. It's coming right now. So y'all saw how easy it was. All I did was just type it in, went to Bitcoin. And the cool thing about it is you can set it up so you can do the dollar cost averaging in the app. 
So like my brother-in-law, every week he just take money out of his check and gets gets a little bit more Bitcoin and keeps stacking it. What'd you get? I ain't get nothing. I don't see nothing in my 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 thing yet. Yeah, it says it's pending. You gotta accept it. Well, you know, I will say this: is that I love. Oh, I see it right here. Yeah, you gotta accept it. I will say this: I love to see people investing, explaining things, and breaking things down. And I just want to say we appreciate you for joining us. Oh yeah. And man. I wasn't hard on you because um. <laughs> of any other reason, but I like to know. You know what I mean? And I like to ask a lot of questions. Even with real estate, when it comes to real estate, I ask a zillion and one questions like right. I'm a three-year-old kid because my whole thing is if I don't ask questions and I don't understand, I don't want to do it just because it's the cool thing to do. No, that's real. I've been got so many times for that. And this is what I'm going to sell to you. I'm in your network now, so if you got any questions, mm -hmm. just holler at me. Right. For $50, though. No, you ain't got it. He ain't got it. No, listen. no, no. Charge Envy. Charge Envy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just threw some money in my. I just. Hey, why are you telling us? Wait, you didn't throw me any money. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on, no, Lamar. You left. You supposed to be my friend. No, I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> That's refreshing. I haven't heard that joint in a long time. Okay. Music. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Yo. Shout out to uh, Lamar Wilson for joining us again. Um, yes. Did you understand more now? Uh, there's things that I don't I do understand, things that I don't, things that don't make sense. But it's not that I'm against it. I just have a lot of questions when I put my money into anything. I like to really understand because if something ever happens, I want to know why I lost or why I made money or what I did, what I did. I just don't like the oh, it's a fad. Everybody's doing it, so I'm gonna do it. That is, yeah, and that's very smart. That's, that's not me. That's, that's exactly how you should be. And if you do decide to get into it, just just take a small risk. Ain't nobody telling you to spend all your money. Yeah, nah. Well, even with a small risk, I you know I'm very very careful with everything. I've seen a lot of people lose it all. I've seen a lot of people lose. I've seen a lot of people hit big too. But I just I just that's just how I am. So when I do, I just like to ask questions, especially when you have somebody that comes up here that does it for a living, that that's what they do, mm -hmm. they should be able to answer all your questions, and he was able to do that. So shout out to that brother. All right. All right. All right. So rumors next. What are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj. You know, she sat down with Joe Button, and she talked about a lot of things. I saw one clip where she speaks on uh, certain rappers chasing trends. Mm. Okay. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Joe Button and Nicki Minaj. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Joe Button has been teasing this Nicki Minaj interview that he has coming. And yesterday he released a snippet of their discussion. And here is what that sounded like. You know, once anybody has success with anything, it seems like everybody just jumps on that sound. Even if they may not have even liked it, it might be people behind them telling them to do it. Once you do that, and once you do it a couple times, who, who then are you? We've now forgotten who you are. I don't think people realize that. If you jump on it, every trend, you become faceless. It's well, like... <sighs> this is a deep point. Yeah. It's important. It's important people know this. I'll stop him when she stopped telling the truth. No, I ain't hear no lie. She's she's spitting facts. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear a lie. So there's no release date yet for this interview, but I'm sure it's going to be uh, high up there as far as views. All right, now Damon Dash recently sat down with Shannon Sharp for a club Shay Shay, and he talked about his legal issues with Jay Z and why he is suing him. Hey, bro, hug it out. We're straight. Hey. What you talking about? Why you don't listen to the paper? Why you in court, then, if y'all straight? Because he sued me for something that he said that I did that I didn't. 
And then I just had to sue him because he was redirecting funds for reasonable doubt. I didn't realize it. It's just, I would never sue somebody I used to hustle with. I'm not into suing anybody. I right. was disappointed. I think it's embarrassing. You know, again, the program is when two black people used to work together and now they don't, then they got to be beefing. I'm not beefing with that man. I don't care what he's doing. I don't like the way he carried things, but, you know, that's on him. He went his way, I went mine. Now, he also talked about Kanye West in the interview and whether or not he thought that Kanye would become as successful as he is. He said he never expected it in a billion years, but he did say that nothing surprises him. So you can watch that full interview, like I said, with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. That's interesting, because Dame always believed in uh, Kanye from the beginning. So I wonder, I wonder what did he see in Ye? Like, he believed in him, so I wonder how big did he think he could possibly get, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about uh, Delicious and Raymond Santana from the Central Park Five. Uh, he has filed for divorce from Delicious, and she is accusing him now of being unfaithful. Now, she went publicly on social media, and she said, I married a narcissist who was a complete liar and a cheat, and I'm finally ready to speak my truth. Stay tuned. Hashtag gloves off. And then she later on changed that caption, and it said, Today I appear to be by myself, but I'm not alone. And she put up the prayer hands, and she said, In God's timing, just London. So not sure what happened uh, with the two of them, but they did get engaged back in December of 2019 after first meeting through Instagram. They got married June 6th of 2020 during the pandemic, and now looks like it's over. Mm. All right. Uh, Drake is reportedly buying his first home in L.A., uh, L.A. proper, as they call it. And he's buying this house from fellow musician Robbie Williams. They said it's an off-market deal. So it was never listed publicly, this this property. There's not a lot known about it, but what they did report in the L.A. Times is that Drake is uh, paying about $50 million for this house. The space is 20,000 square feet, which is huge. I thought Drake had a house out in L.A. Well, they said L.A. proper. So. But that was L.A. proper. Like, you know how you can say L.A., but it's outside of L.A.? So this is actually for real, like you know, it could be so like New, so Calabasas or something. So New Jersey is uh, New York proper because it's outside of New York. Well, New Jersey is a whole other state. I'm confused. But you know how you might say I live in New York, but you live in like you know Long Island outside of New York City. No, I say I live in Long Island. No, no, no. I always. If wonder. your address doesn't say Los Angeles, California, but people just say you live in L.A. But you live near L.A. That's not L.A. proper. Okay. What do people in L.A. say? Do people in L.A. say L.A. proper? <laughs> this is crazy, right? Do, do people in, I, I, want, I want to know. Do people in L.A. say L.A. proper? Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is it's just. weird. This is just. Like, if you LA live in Calabasas, proper. you don't live in L.A., right? No, but that's Calabasas. Right. But some people just be like, oh, you know, I live in. People just look at it, everything, I think, as L.A. around there. So this is actually. In, I mean, I do that from New York. If you live in New York, nobody goes, oh, you live in Queens. No, I live in New York. Or you live in Jersey. No, well, uh, Queens is in New York. <laughs> New York City, I should say. I'm All right. Calabasas is not L.A. Okay. L.A. proper is not L.A. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know. I don't know nothing well, about L.A. Salute you spent LA. $50 million. Congratulations to him. All right. Now, Tyson Fury has revealed um, on the Pat McAfee show that he masturbates quite a bit. Here's what he had to say. What? I put most of my success down to masturbation seven times a day. <laughs> <laughs> you got this guy, you can pop. You can really pop. Got to keep that blood pumping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> what is, that? is that why you think you throw such bombs? Because what, you've been accused, you've been accused of having what, in your gloves and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's a lot. The only thing I've been loading is testosterone from all the wanking over the years. <laughs> 
All right. When he was asked what he owes his success to, that's what it is, I guess. Masturbating seven times a day. Seems very time consuming, but I guess it depends on how long it takes you. Uh, and that is your rumor report. All right. All right, Charlamagne, who you giving your down to? Man, you remember the guy that called in uh, during Tell Him Why You Mad, and he was upset with us just because we were asking a simple question in regards to, you know, yes, America having money for war but can't feed the poor? Yeah, he called in this morning, yep. We'll, we'll talk about it for after the hour. That guy really bothers you. Hey, man, it's always, it's always room for a teachable moment. Okay, all right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. As the largest black-owned bank, One United Bank knows you. They have your back with two-day early pay, unapologetically black Visa debit cards with no monthly fee and a highly rated mobile app. Join One United Bank at oneunited.com today and spread the word. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, March 2nd, uh, goes to this brother that called in the Donkey of the Day screaming at us this morning uh, because we asked a simple question based off something we hear about all the time. We've been hearing about it our whole lives. And Tupac summed it up in one bar. They got money for war but can't feed the poor. Let's listen to President Joe Biden last night from the State of the Union talk about the financial aid he wants to provide in Ukraine. We're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom. Military assistance. Economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. We're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine and will continue to aid Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. Now, I said this at the end of the, end of the show one day this week, and I'll say it again now. When you hear America, and the reason I say America is because it's not just the current president in the White House, President Biden. It's been every president since I've been alive. When you hear America say things like they want to send billions of dollars Okay, the Ukraine are, are any war, all right? Yet people in America are starving. You cannot help but ask, how come they can't ever find money to give to people here in America that are in need? Nobody is saying don't help Ukraine, but if you are one of the 30 plus million people living below the poverty rate in America, you're gonna ask, what about us? All right, if you're one of the 44.7 million people in student loan debt, wondering what happened to the $10,000 people in student loan debt was supposed to get, you have to ask, what about us? If you're one of the 107,000 plus veterans who are homeless on any given night in America, you have to ask, what about us? Now, in reference to that, what about us sentiment, this brother called up here this morning and said this. Yo, it drives me crazy when people say nonsense like, we got billions of dollars to give to Ukraine, but we don't have money to give people here. Imagine you live in the hood, right? And you're a multimillionaire. So nobody else has power. It's freezing outside. You got a generator. You got a walk-in freezer with a whole bunch of food. What you think the goons going to do? They coming to get your food, bro. They're small-minded thinker. We help weaker countries so they don't come here to get what we got because we got extra. What you think the goons going to do? 
They're going to come get you. And you just said, they're going to come get you. But then you just said, that's what weaker countries would do to us too if we don't provide for them. So your logic makes no sense. That's exactly what I said. Dude said we have to help the people in Ukraine because if not, they will come over here and take what we got. But so will people over here in America who are financially challenged. So if that logic applies to Ukraine, why doesn't it apply to folks here in America who are in financial need? I promise you, and I can say this without any statistics to back it up, Americans that live here in America are more likely to be robbed by another American in need right here in America than they are by somebody coming from another country and taking what we got, all right? The 78-year-old woman who got robbed while praying in church in Tennessee didn't get robbed by folks from Ukraine, bro. Oh, you heard me right. 78-year-old woman was praying in church, and two women approached her asking for prayers as well. And uh, I guess in their mind, God answered because while they were praying, a second woman went into the victim's purse and stole credit cards, gift cards, and cash. Guess what the thieves tried to use the credit cards after they stole them? Sam's Club and Kroger's. Okay? That's how hungry people are right now. Inflation is the highest been it's been in 40 years. All right? That man said we have to, you know, give money to other countries in times of war because if not, those people will come over and rob us. Well, the Girl Scouts in Carlisle, Iowa, who were selling cookies in front of a supermarket, didn't get robbed by some folks who came over here from Ukraine. Those Girl Scouts were doing what they do out there with their lemon ups and their Girl, Girl Scout s'mores. Okay? Thin Mints are my favorite. You know I'm going to buy me two boxes of Thin Mints, hand them a 20 and tell them keep the change. But those young ladies were robbed of $200. Okay, a guy came up, acted like he was going to buy cookies, and then he snatched the donation box and ran $200. You know why? Because people don't need you to be rich to rob you. They just need you to have more than they got. All right, in a country where 61% of the population lives paycheck to paycheck and millions of Americans are only $400 away from financial hardship, don't be mad or upset or shocked when people see all this money going to other countries. But right here in America, people are starving and they start asking questions, okay? In the words of the late, great Tupac Shakur, they got money for war but can't feed the poor. It's just strange to listen to them have to beg for things for American people who aren't financially healthy. We have watched the Build Back Better plan get blocked. President Biden wants to pass a $1.5 to $2 trillion spending package that would lower costs for most Americans. Okay? Of course that gets blocked. Anything that could help poor Americans gets blocked. But when it comes to war, other countries get blessed. Okay? I, I, I think they said $6.4 billion. They want to send to Ukraine. I know six point six point four billion isn't nowhere near a couple of trillion, but you understand the point. They find the money when they want to find the money. But the reality is America historically hasn't given a damn about poor people. And that's why poor people see this money going to other countries and ask, what about us? And to the caller who is receiving donkey today, I wish he had left his name, but he just called screaming. I really need him to understand this message. I actually think that caller might have been a Russian bot because there is no way you can understand why we have to give Ukraine money. But not understand why people who are in financial need in this country need bread too and you can't be mad about them asking simply what about us you really wondering why people are asking why we got money for war but can't feed the poor you know let's go back to the book of two prophets Shakur okay he explained what will happen if you keep neglecting your own that caller said the same thing basically but I like the way Pac said it too it's much better listen if I know that in this hotel room they have food every day and I'm knocking on the door every day to eat. And they tell, and they open the door, let me see the, the party, let me see like them throwing salami all over the, I mean, just like throwing food around, where they're telling me there's no food in here. You know what I'm saying? Every day, I'm standing outside trying to sing my way in. 
You know what I'm saying? We are hungry, please let us in. We are hungry, please let us in. After about a week, that song is going to change the we hungry, we need some food. After two, three weeks, it's like, you know, give me all the food, we're breaking out the door. And after a year, and you're just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm picking the lock, coming through the door, blasting, you know what I'm saying? It's like you hungry, you reached your level, you don't want any more. We asked 10 years ago. We was asking with the Panthers. We was asking with them, you know, the civil rights movement. We was asking, you know, now, now those people that were asking, they're all dead and in jail. So now what do you think we're going to do? Please give anyone who doesn't understand why a person in financial need in America would ask a question why they got so much money for war but can't feed the poor. The biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Matter of fact, let, let Remy Ma give him the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Like how aggressive she said it. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Yes, indeed. Now, up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. What line you want to go to, Ye? Uh, let's do line six. Hannah. Hannah, good morning. Hi, good morning. What's your question for Yeezy? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so long <laughs> story short, I started talking to this guy about two years ago. Um, I didn't want to be in a relationship because I was focused on other things. Um, and basically, I... Uh, built like this friendship with him and like he's almost like my best friend um and like we want to be in a relationship but he don't know how to act right and he hasn't known for the last two years um and so i tried to cut him off and be done with him because i can't go through that mental turmoil and i started talking to a new guy and like everything was good but like he kind of has like some female tendencies that i don't like they kind of make me like cringe a little bit Okay, so like, what what do you mean by that? What do you mean by female tendencies? So, like, sometimes he'll sing songs that are, like, a little bit too feminine, like, things, like, songs that he shouldn't be singing. And like what song? What songs are like, feminine songs? Okay, Pressure by Ari Lennox or Big <laughs> Energy by Big Lotto. Like, I don't feel like a man should be singing those songs. Like, Lotto's I ain't gonna lie, those... I love Lotto's both... was a number one record, man. I love both those songs, but, okay. Females. As a female, yes, I love both those songs, and I would sing them, but I don't think a man should be singing about those songs. So he's really sweet. He's caring. He's thoughtful. But, like, there's just certain things that he does that kind of, like, I just can't get past. Okay, so, so you're thinking maybe out. he's gay? I wouldn't even necessarily say he's gay. It's just certain things that he does that, like, I'm not okay with. Okay, besides singing um, Lotto and Ari Lennox, what else? Like I said, sometimes, like, when I'm talking to him, I feel like I'm talking to my auntie or, like, my best friend versus my <laughs> Like, sorry. Okay. Um, so maybe there's that attraction and chemistry just isn't right. Yeah. And then, and uh, you know, and that, that's something that you can't force. Now, for the right. first guy, what is the problems that you had with him when you said that it's some things you just don't want to have to go through anymore? Like, he just doesn't take my feelings into consideration as much as I'd like him to. Um, 
he doesn't communicate the way I need him to. He does. He 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 knows how to communicate, but he chooses when he wants to communicate and how he wants to communicate and what he wants to communicate about. Okay, that so doesn't he's very like selective about his communication skills. And and does he want to be in a relationship with you? He does. He hasn't. He met me, but I just am not. I don't think I'm in a place where I want to be in a relationship just yet. I'm just looking for someone genuine to, like, build with, you know? Well, it sounds like you answered your own question. It doesn't feel like either one of these guys are the right one for you, so why do you feel pressured to pick one? Because, like, I don't know. The first guy, like, he, like I said, he's, like, a, he he became, like, a best friend to me, and, like, I've lost pretty much all my friends in the last few years just because, like, you know, people grow up and and people ain't but... Like, he, he's been there, and he's seen me go through a lot of different things. And I mean, but you don't owe him a relationship because of that. Right. You know, I just think, Hannah, you, you're not having to pick one of these guys. There's a whole pool of people out there to choose from. And I feel like when you want to be with somebody, you will know it, and it won't be a question. And I guess that was my question. Was like, should I, should I pursue either one of them, or should I just give them both up because look you're single you can date and you can continue to do that until you make a decision that this is the person who I want to be with but when you make that decision let it be something that you feel it in your heart your spirit and you know that this is what you want without question yeah I understand and that's the reason why I'm not in a relationship in a relationship with either one of them now because I've already told them both like I've rushed into relationships before and I don't want to do that again like I don't want to make the same mistake so yeah there's no rush girl take your time thank you Angela you're welcome <laughs> Hannah and there's nothing wrong with singing so much. Lotto at all matter of fact we're gonna play Lotto right now for you Please and your do. boo so and I know he's loud. gonna be singing right now alright ask you 805 let's play Lotto right now maybe he's doing it to be funny hood B F you in a bonnet I'm a f***ing on a pole like Onyx funny. I'm not singing that part though it's a good song Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That was Lotto with Big D Energy. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, good morning, good morning. It's Trey. Trey, what up, man? Hey, I just want to give y'all a shout-out, man. I, I listen to y'all every morning, man. I really do love what y'all do. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, Trey. What's your uh, question? So my question is, um, I'm in a four-year going relationship, and my girl is telling me that I have until our seventh year of being together to pro- to propose to her, as in marriage. Okay. Um, but we are still very young, in my personal opinion, and we're embarking on new journeys, and I don't think marriage should be a concern at the moment. And I just want to make sure that I'm not tripping because I still like I I do see myself marrying her just as of right now. I think it's too soon. Okay, but she said it's in three years. She wants you to propose, right? One to two, really. Three is a stretch. One to two. Okay, but y'all been together for four years. I think, you know, being with somebody six or seven years, if her goal is that she knows what she wants, she knows that she does want to get married to Mm -hmm. you. And she's giving you a timeline of when that needs to happen. There's nothing wrong with her setting her expectations. And whether or not you can meet them, that's on you. So, okay, so, but 
the foundation of this relationship, there's a lot of weak trust here. And in my eyes, it's like, how can you see yourself marrying somebody if we're still having trust issues? Well, she's giving you a couple of years to work on that. Because she might be thinking, mm. look, if in two years we haven't worked on those issues and we're not in that place, and things can change, by the way. You know, she can decide in two years we still got some more work to do. But she's just letting you know, look, this is my goal. And I want to work toward that, which means now you got a lot of time to work towards that. Now, if in two years from now you guys reassess and you're like, we need more time, or you might say, uh, this isn't really for me. I don't see us progressing. There's nothing wrong with that. And also knowing that she might step away if she feels like you're not ready and she is. You know, the thing is that people's goals aren't always aligned, but she knows what she wants right now. And, you know, things always can change. Like I say, we always have this plan. Like, this is what I want. Two years from now, I expect this. And maybe she really won't, but I think, you know, all you can do is wait and see. But I don't think it's wrong of her to let you know this is what I'm working toward. Are you working toward this also? Well, I am making a valiant effort to uh, accommodate her with her with what she wants because what she wants matters to me. Mm -hmm. It's just that I feel like there are goals and things that I should have in place first before we worry about marriage because I'm still trying to graduate college. Okay, you are really young. <laughs> All right, I'll say this. If she's telling you that in two years or three years, however long she expects this, I would tell her, okay, perfect. Let's not even address or discuss this for at least another year, and then we can have another conversation about it and see where we are. I think that's a fair compromise. Okay, yeah, and, and that's the thing that I'm trying to do is compromise with her because she's embarking on nursing school, mm -hmm. and I'm an engineer at Prairie View. Okay. Yeah, so I would tell so, her in a year, let's revisit this conversation. All right. <laughs> okay, well, I really appreciate it. I need to hear that from a woman's perspective. I don't really have anybody in my corner to have this conversation with. And at least she loves you enough to know that that's the goal. She wants to be with you forever. Now, in a year, that can change. In a year, she can say, you know what? I got to finish school. You have to finish school. So let's plan it for three years from now. Who knows what can happen? But I would tell her, all right, as a compromise, let's not have this discussion about marriage for another year. And then we can have a discussion. That's your woman. She, she should be able to discuss anything that she wants with you. Yes, and vice I, versa. I, I definitely agree with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you're, you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Trey. All yeah. right. Ask you, 800-585-1051, if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. We got rumors on the way? Yes. Wendy Williams' ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, is suing for wrongful termination. We'll tell you what he's seeking. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get yes, to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, it looks like Wendy Williams' ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, has filed a lawsuit against the production company of her show, Debar Mercury, for wrongful termination. Now, these documents were obtained exclusively by The Shade Room, and he said he was terminated on the basis of his marital status that is barred by the New York City human rights law. He said he suffered an economic loss, which will be determined by trial in the range of 7 to $10 million. He said after Wendy filed for divorce, he got a letter 
saying he was terminated, and it read in part, effective immediately, your role as executive producer of The Wendy Williams Show is terminated, and your professional relationship with Dead Bar Mercury is also concluded. So we shall see um, if he's able to get any of that money between 7 and $10 million. He said he's asking for not less than $7 million and for punitive damages, lost wages and commissions, and the costs and fees of the proceeding, including legal fees. All right, now get ready for Rolling Loud Miami 2022. They have announced those headliners. That includes Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Future. Okay. When is, when is, when is this? Uh, this is um, tickets go July 22nd to the 24th. Tickets go on sale March 7th, so that's so in five do, days. So do you think that means we get a Kendrick Lamar album this summer? It would make sense. It would make all the sense in the world, right? But didn't he host something last year and it was no album? Didn't he host something in Vegas and everybody thought it was the same thing? We were going to get an album and we didn't? I thought it was, uh, I thought he was paying homage to his previous work. I could be wrong. That's what I thought it was. I don't know. All right. Well, a lot of people are on the lineup too, like Playboy Cardi, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Don Tolliver, Baby Keem, City Girls, Lil Uzi, Gunna, and more. So um, that's going to be a huge one. Shout out to the people that Rolling Loud. All right, now, uh, Kanye West says he plans to expedite his divorce from Kim Kardashian, according to reports. So, they're supposed to be in court today, and Kanye has now hired attorney Samantha Spector, who, by the way, represented Nicole Young in her divorce with Dr. Dre. And so, according to an exclusive by Hollywood Unlocked, Kanye told them that he will no longer fight to keep his divorce from moving forward. And he said, I've asked my team to expedite the dissolution of my marriage to Kim so I can put my entire attention into our beautiful children. And looks like he's got a new girlfriend, too, by the way, as well. They've been posting each other. He posted a picture with her with a heart. And um, she looks like him a lot. Yeah. And she called him my love. And the game has given them a name. Uh, yay, nay. Because her name is, I guess. <laughs> yay, nay. Chaney Jones. <laughs> Yay, nay is hilarious. <laughs> all right. Now, um, in addition to all of this, the Tinder swindler is now facing a formal lawsuit. And that is because he was uh, claiming, if you guys recall, he was claiming that he was uh, heir to this diamond uh, mogul. And now that family is suing him for misrepresenting himself. They said he's been using cunningly false words, claim, claiming to be a member of that family. And that family will pay and bear the cost of his benefits. They said that he defrauded, cheated, conned, falsified, and hurt women, men, and businesses on an international scale. And they do not want to be, um, you know, tied to that fraud at all. He has no relation to the family, no affiliation with the company LLD Diamonds. Mm -hmm. And they said, I'm relieved that his real identity and actions have been globally exposed. And hopefully this will bring an end to his unscrupulous actions. The lawsuit we filed today is just the first step. Out of many, we will be taking to have him face justice and get the sentence he deserves. So who's who's doing, who's suing who now? You know, he would tell these women that he was uh, an heir to this, you know, famous diamond gotcha. mogul, and they believed he was this diamond heir, and this oh, was his gotcha, dad. Gotcha. So not an heir is so suing the him real for family. Lying? Yes, Good. is suing. I'm is with suing that. him because you can't. I'm all for that. <laughs> you can't misrepresent yourself in that way. I'm all for that. All yes. right, AMC is testing That's a new great. pricing model with the Batman. They're going to charge slightly more for those tickets. So if you plan to go see that movie at an AMC theater, they said currently our prices for the Batman are slightly higher That's wild. than How the prices we are charging for other movies playing in the same theaters at the same time. <laughs> that is what wild. You, I've never why, heard of that. Why what? not? What you mean? I mean, 
First of all, I would never pay for a DC movie in theaters. That's just me because I'm a Marvel guy. Oh, but uh, Batman is going to be a big event. It's going to be a big event. Like you know, that's what I say. I think theaters right now are only going to be for big event movies. Yeah. Every other film is going to come on the streaming services and on TV. But those big event movies are probably going to be in theaters, and they're probably going to charge you more. Yeah, but because a movie is 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 Batman, and they know everybody wants to see the Batman, they're going to charge more money to make a little extra change. Well, yes. they said they already do this. Um, I've never seen that before. In European theaters. Oh, European theaters. AMC, but here, yes. a movie, if a movie's eight seventy five, a movie's eight seventy five. It don't Look, matter. People if it's are trying to Batman. figure out how to make money the best way that they can. Exactly. Those <laughs> movies are gonna make movie though. Those those are the movies that make a billion dollars in the well, box office. People are dead set on seeing them, they'll pay a little extra. That's wild. It is wild, but it's the world we live in right now. Yep. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Damn, that's crazy. Well, that's what y'all get for supporting DC movies. Yo, shut up, man. <laughs> it's All really right. AMC theaters Marvel doing this, never. though. Uh, we'll oh see. It's not up that. to them. Don't it's the theater. Don't, I know. I don't know. say that now. All right. Again, yo, uh, I just want to shout out to everybody that has pre-ordered me and my wife's book. I really appreciate it. Uh, they give us a, a list of the uh, pre-orders that come in every week, and we just want to say thank you. We are going on the road. We are going on tour. Uh, this is our first book. So if you have a bookstore, one of your favorite bookstores that you buy books from or uh, a place that, that you go to read books, where, wherever it may be, we would love to come touch your city and touch your town and touch those stores, those mom and pop stores that really support our community. So if you can, hit me on Instagram or DM me or email me. We want to make sure that we're touching every place possible so we can speak to our people. you got to go to Semicolon Bookstore in Chicago. It's the uh, largest black women-owned bookstore and gallery in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. It's beautiful. They have a bar inside and everything is huge. Now that's yeah. how you know, because you said the bar. There's a bar inside. Yeezy. <laughs> well, it's a coffee bar, too. Oh, okay. so. you got to do Uncle Bobby's in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to get the list from you, because I know you went, on a, you went on a book tour and you own a, a publishing company. But, you know, this is my first... Uh, uh, shindig so we gonna you know I need to hear from the people to make sure that I'm going out and I'm touching the right places and not just the Barnes and Nobles nothing wrong with Barnes and Nobles and those big big stores but sometimes our people can't get to those stores you and got I want, it, you got, and exactly. I want to touch all those stores the big stores and the small stores and make sure you pre-order now because the way the books work now is because it's, it's so delayed they're basing it off of pre-orders now so definitely pre-order uh, and you can pre-order on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Abrams Books, and all that. It's all about relationships and and what we've been through, and how ho hopefully we can help you with your relationship because you see some of the stuff not to do that I did, pretty much. All right, but let's get to the mix. All right, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. The People's Choice Mix. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're a true music lover, you live for that connection with your favorite music and artists. Now, thanks to One Of and the NFT revolution, that connection is about to get much deeper. Learn more about One Of, the new green NFT platform built for the music community at oneof.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Did you guys see the uh, story about the, uh, I believe it was the New York Liberty being fined? Yep. Because uh, they chartered a jet, I guess, to some of the games. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't understand that. Like, why can't? Yeah, uh, why I was can't they ride too. a private jet? Don't, don't don't basketball teams ride private jets to games all the time? Yeah, I, I was confused with that too. If the owner could afford it and he wants to get his players around, like the NBA players get around, I, I didn't see the problem of it. How they said that they could get fined and possibly pull a franchise? Why though? Like, what, what? What did the money come from? An illegal means? Like, why? Like, what's the reason? I think um, it was a collective bargaining agreement and. So they were fined basically for treating their players too well. Yo, that is wild. What? Is that crazy? <laughs> is that actually the reason? I don't know. I mean, I just saw the story and didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. That's wild. So they got fined for treating their players too well. Yeah, basically. 
They don't let uh, teams charter flights for their players. The NBA mm. does it. Uh, they don't cheat the WNBA like the NBA, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, I got. I, I don't know enough about it. I just saw the headline. I didn't even read into the story. I just thought it sounded dumb when I heard it. I couldn't understand it. So they're gonna put they gonna put them on. <laughs> they say it was because they That's violated wild. WNBA's collective bargaining agreement. So that means uh, so basically all, all of us got to ride commercial. Coach, they yeah. ride coach. That's foul. Damn. Yes, it is. That's foul. You put them on Southwest to get to the games and everybody and the NBA players. That's foul. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Well, when we come back, shout to all the women that play uh, in the WNBA. I know that that a lot of times they, they don't treat you the same. Well, I know they don't treat you the same. You don't make the same, but y'all still go out there and y'all ball and y'all give a lot of inspiration to a lot of girls out there that want to play basketball. So salute well, to you uh, women. Uh, well, it's very important to note, too, that you have to support the business of the WNBA. The reason that they don't get treated the same is because the league just simply doesn't make the same amount of money like nowhere close to it so you have to support the WNBA you got to go to the games you got to buy the merchandise I promise you if the WNBA was ever to get support like the NBA you would see things change in the WNBA financially yeah but a lot of those women out there do it not not for the money they do it because of the love of the game and that inspires a lot of of young girls to play basketball like when my daughter what that got to do what that got to do with us telling people to support them no then? I'm not I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying salute to them I'm, not, I'm just all I'm saying is just salute to them regardless of money or not I'm just saying salute to them because they inspire a, a whole group of people a whole group of kids out there so I'm just saying salute to them yeah they appreciate the inspiration they want them dollars though <laughs> yeah, but with the reason why they're saying they're not allowed to do that is because some team owners have the finances to pay for those uh, charter planes while others don't. So they want to keep that, quote, competitive uh, balance. Ah, I get it. Because think about it like this. If if I play for, let's say, I don't know, um, Atlanta, and Atlanta can't for, afford the charter jets, but New York can, I want to go to New York because New York going to treat me better. So I get it. I understand. I understand why they did that. Yeah, makes sense. I understand why they did that. All right, when we come back, Positive Note is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a shout-out to Lamar Wilson for joining us today. He's the founder of Black Bitcoin Billionaire. He was breaking down Bitcoin. I asked a lot of questions. You can see the full interview. Uh, it's over, I think, 45, 50 minutes. So he was just breaking it down and, and helping people understand it a lot better. Yes, and if you guys want to know even more, he does have a Crypto 101 course, and we did do a special discounted rate on that course. You can go to blackbitcoinbillionaire.com slash radio, and you can get that whole course for 50 bucks. Now, Charlamagne, what's going on tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I want to make sure that y'all tune into The Breakfast Club, man. Uh, first of all, y'all tune in a lot. So thank you every day. But I really want y'all to tune in tomorrow because tomorrow we have Erica Alexander and Rebecca Howard on. Okay, they are the executive producers of the new Audible original Finding Tamika. Finding Tamika is the first release of uh, myself and Kevin Hart's SPH Productions on Audible. It comes out tomorrow and they will be here to talk about Finding Tamika. What is Finding Tamika? What is the story of Tamika Houston? Uh, I can't wait for y'all to tune in. All right, you got a positive note? I do, and the positive note is simple, man. Uh, stop allowing other people to destroy your inner peace. You have too much faith in humans. Understand that peace begins where expectations end. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Yo, B.